the benefit that you get out of having an espresso is like the, the punchiness. It's going to be the same whether you drink a cup of coffee or you have that espresso. But for me, the experience of an espresso is like stickier. So even though you may drink it in three sips, like I love a three sip espresso. That third sip is always, it has like complexity and intensity and it coats your mouth. And again, if you're using a really great coffee, the flavor in an espresso is so intense that it's more of the like drinking experience that makes it more worthwhile. This is Coffee 101, brought to you by Humble Coffee. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and every week, my coffee friends and I are bringing you the absolute best coffee education you can find out there in the coffeeverse. It's a long way back, but if you're new to the show, I'd recommend starting at the first episode. Yes, the first episode. Coffee 101 is designed to build your coffee knowledge in a chronological order from the ground up. Literally, Coffee 101. Go ahead, pat yourself on the back. Your coffee game just leveled up. We are in the thick of our season finale. This is part two of two. And I am joined in the studio today by Katie. Are you ready? Wow, we haven't done the Katie intro thing in like 30 episodes. Well, we just did it there. Well, hey guys. And we're doing... Part dos. No, you said parte. 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 Yeah. Parte dos. American parte dos. <laughs> parte dos. So we are doing parte dos of <laughs> coffee myths for our season finale. And this is exciting. Season one. come. I mean, it's, it's a little bittersweet. Season one coming to a close. I'm crying. You're not crying. No, I'm not crying. I could... One yeah. of my secret party tricks is I can, like, make myself cry in command. I can if I have an onion that I'm chopping up. Oh, that's nice. But that's about the only time. Nice. Okay, so you want me to hit you up with these final 10 coffee myths? Oh, there's then, more? Yeah, so there's 20 Ooh. total. Okay. We did, we did parte uno, and now we're doing parte. coffee myths parte dos. Okay. And we... I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do rapid fire. Okay. You're, don't look at them. I'm not looking. I'm like you, staring off into space. You're staring off into space at my computer screen that has no. these listed. Okay. No. I, so, I can't even like read that. Okay. Well, stop looking at it. I can't read it. <laughs> I don't. And no. I'm going to hit you rapid fire, and then we will go again to Dylan Morse with Tinker Coffee. Dylan. In Indianapolis, Indiana. Indianapolis, Indiana. And he will explain everything to us. Okay. Sound fair? Cool. You ready? Yep. Okay, number 11, coffee myth. Espresso has more caffeine than drip coffee. Um, Depending on how much you drink. Coffee is addictive. Yes. Well, the <laughs> caffeine is. I guess we'll see, won't we? All coffee has the same amount of caffeine. No. Man, you said that with, like, vigor. Well, like, what do you mean all coffee? Light has more than dark. You don't know that. Oh, I thought we discussed this in the last episode. <laughs> All right. Um, number 14, you can't make coffee as good at home as they can at a coffee shop. Incorrect. Hey. That's look, what season two is all listen about. Listen to me. If they can make it at the thing, you can make it at your house. 
the thing in the coffee shop? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. The fresher the coffee, the better. Yes. Okay. 16. Espresso is a type of coffee bean. No. Decaf is full of chemicals. No. Who thinks that? These are coffee myths. These are okay. the top 20 coffee myths. Oh, was it L- like a like a list? No. Top 20 coffee myths. This is like when you like peruse all of the internet That's... and look at books. Okay, gotcha. Like these are the, the 20 top things that come up. Cool. Light roast cause more stomach issues than dark roast coffees. Yeah. I guess you'll find out, won't well, you? Well, I don't know. I'm trying to think because sometimes, like half the time coffee hurts my stomach and half the time it doesn't. So I think there's definitely a difference. I just don't know which is which. Well, we will find out. Number 19, coffee stunts your growth. Uh, Stunts as in you grow faster? No, or you shrink? like stunts. Like, like st- oh, stops? Yeah, it's kind of like stunts. makes no sense, so no. And 20, coffee ruins your teeth. Yeah. If you don't take care of your teeth. Well, we are going to go to Dylan and see what he says about all of this. All right. Cool. Dylan, good to have you back. Hey, good to be back. Nice to see you. All right. So last week, we went through 10 coffee myths in part uno of our two-part series on coffee myths for our season finale, season one of Coffee 101. Um, any any thoughts or reflections over the last week? No, I, I, feel, I feel good about the myths. I'm yeah. ready. Yeah, you Are feel you gonna put- like we're going to put, we're going to like, we're going to delete the word myths out of coffee past this point because right. we are, we are bringing fact. That's right. Bring the fact and we can, we can do the, the myth busters sound after every myth that we bust that. Bang. Yeah, bust we could, we could actually, uh, yeah, <laughs> that would be good. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to jump right in. We're going to do 10 more myths and that'll right. top out our, 20 myths that we most common myths we see in coffee. So the first one today is espresso has more caffeine than drip coffee. I mean, if you get a venti espresso at Starbucks, that's going to have more caffeine in it than a, than a venti cup of coffee. Um, yeah. But uh, I always liken it to the, the thing that we did in health class where we learned that like beer, wine, liquor, all have like the same amount of alcohol versus like as far as one drink this much right is in same kind of thing with drip coffee and espresso right yeah you know what i would say um to me and and tell me what your thoughts are is i think ultimately it comes down to like pound for pound um the actual weight of the grounds of coffee that you're using so like let's say a double shot espresso is i mean would you say 15 grams or what do you what do you think we, we use like 18 most okay. of the time when we're dialing stuff in yeah okay so 18 and um i'm gonna come have a shot i'm, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna drive up just to have a double shot just because you'll add those three extra grams no oh, dude it tastes it tastes three grams better oh yeah i'm sure it does yeah. so um so 18 grams, and I will say, for example, for my morning cup, if I was doing drip, if I was going to do like a 
I usually do a 16 to 1 ratio of water to coffee, and we'll say I do. It's usually 18 grams. Sometimes I'll do an AeroPress, and I'll do as much as like a 6 to 1 water to coffee ratio, and it ends up being like I'll do like 32 grams, which is like, you know, it'll get you going. Is that um, drinking strength? Like you're you're not diluting that afterwards? No. No, I'm okay. just going like straight. Dude, um, I knew you partied. Yeah. I was like, this guy parties. Yeah, yeah, especially <laughs> in the mornings. Um, but, yeah, like as a side note with the AeroPress, if you go that high of a strength, but the the total volume is less, like right. it cools down quicker, you can drink it quicker. And right. so I'm like, let's do it and let's keep on going. And so, yeah. yeah, so sometimes I do that. So I would say that the actual total amount of grams is going to be what factors into how much caffeine then, you know, comes out of or extracts out of the coffee. Right. Yeah. You know, it's all about, it's like I said, I, the venti espresso is like a funny joke yeah. because it's, it's, that's absurd. Um, and, uh, I don't think, I don't think a pregnant woman, I know we talked about this last <laughs> week. I don't think a pregnant woman should drink that many espressos. Yeah. That's over the limit, but um, but yeah, what you, the benefit that you get out of having espresso is like the, the punchiness, the yeah. intensity, um, it's going to be the same, whether you drink a cup of coffee or you have that espresso. But for me, the experience of an espresso is like stickier. So even though yeah. you don't, um, even though you may drink it in three sips, like I love a three sip espresso, that third sip is always, Oh my gosh, yeah. it has like complexity and intensity and it coats your mouth. And, um, um, again, if you're using a really great coffee, the flavor in an espresso, uh, is so intense that it's more of the like drinking experience that, um, makes it more worthwhile. I love espresso. So, yeah, I do too. Like, um, you know, if it was worth it for me to have a, a good, you know, espresso at home, then, that's what I would do. But yeah, so coming in the shop, yeah, I'll, I'll just get like a, like a double shot. Um, that's probably my favorite, um, as far as checking stuff out. Yeah. Um, okay. So for that, for, you know, is espresso or drip more caffeinated? We're going to say basically it depends. Uh, but it's probably, we're going to say it's a wash basically. Unless it's some crazily named drink at a bigger, coffee shop and so we recommend that you go to your local coffee shop like tinker or humble that's right okay myth number two for today coffee is addictive i mean it's uh i like the way it tastes (laughs) and that can be addictive i don't know about the actual like addictive properties of something like this i do have one story of i before i was working in coffee I would take the coffee packets from the restaurant that I worked at (laughs) and I would put two of them in a French press Uh and I would put it in my fridge overnight. And then in the morning I would drink that. Mm -hmm. What I didn't realize that I I just thought it tasted different. What I didn't realize I was doing is I was making a concentrate that Mm. was undrinkable to most people. And I was adding, I was doing like the bulletproof coffee thing where I was like adding like coconut oil and, uh, and stuff to it. And, um, yeah. So I didn't notice how strong it was. And then on Saturday I was leaving my house late and I didn't have time to grab my coffee and I felt sick. 
yeah. because I've been drinking so a liter much. of cold brew concentrate all week and then didn't give my body that. Um, but that's, that's my only anecdote. Well, I'll, so I'll, I'll tell you my opinion on it, but I want to tell you a story first. So right. speaking of that, I supplied the coffee or humble supplied the coffee for a, um, we'll say local coffee shop in a unnamed city, but somewhere in Mississippi. And they were, um, they had not, in a similar fashion, they had not gotten their ratios right. And so mm-hmm. what, what was happening was whatever amount of grounds that they were using for like one full pot of like drip coffee, they were doing the same amount of grounds for this French press, just a regular French press for the mayor of the city who came in every afternoon for a cup of coffee. And he wanted a French press, and they had no idea that they were probably, you know, like he probably hadn't slept in seven months. Yeah, they and, were just... Man, it was thick. You should have seen you should have seen their eyes when I explained like, you know, how much like yeah. actual coffee, you know, and and I think afterwards what I heard was um, you know, once they addressed it like the the mayor was like, you know, I I thought that was a li- it it did taste a little strong. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, especially if it's a french press, it's probably gritty. Yeah. You know, it's a, that's a it's I mean, funny to put something on the menu but not know how to do it yeah stay with us i'm kenneth thomas and you're listening to coffee 101 guys and gals as season one comes to a close again i just want to say thank you we have had so much support in season one and it has been just such a success as far as getting the word out on just how special coffee is and um, we've just enjoyed it and we appreciate everybody listening and we want y'all back for season two this will be what you're waiting for even though you enjoyed season one i'm sure but season two will be all about coffee's journey from shelf to sip So we'll be talking about grinders and brew ratios and extraction and pour-over devices and everything that you can think of. So it'll be fun. So make sure you listen. And if you need some coffee, just go to HumbleCoffee.com and get you some or click on the link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. So anyway, so is coffee addictive? You can't, your body can get dependent on caffeine, kind of like Dylan's example here. Um, does it hurt you like other addictive drugs? No. Um, we've talked about it's actually healthy for the most part. Um, it's fairly hard to drink too much coffee as far as being detrimental to your health. Right. And then right. you're, you're also not going to do crazy stuff like people do in addiction like you're not going to um you know go at 12 30 at night you yeah. know down some dark alley you know to get some coffee 
Um, yeah. I mean, you could, and that would be like a hipster cool thing to do. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a vacuum sealed freezer bag. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, really a little 10 gram, yeah, a little 10 gram yeah. bag. Um, yeah. but yes, yeah, so experts would, would not consider caffeine, uh, dependence and addiction. So that's our myth number two for today. I'll trust the experts on that one. Yes. And, and we like that because it makes us feel good that we're not addicts. You know, yeah. we're just going to say too, that we just enjoy our stuff. Too much of anything can be a bad thing. That's true. But yeah. All right. all right. Number three today, all coffee has the same amount of caffeine. Uh, there's so much that goes into this one. Okay. Uh, Go for yeah. it. Well, it, it mixes in a little bit of the, you know, dark roast, light roast that we talked about. Yep. Um, but there's so many different varieties of coffee. And this is where, like, if people don't realize that coffee is a fruit mm-hmm. and uh, it's an agricultural product and it's grown in different places, um, you know, different elevations, different varieties, different climates, and all of those things have an effect on how much caffeine is in each one of them. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So the roast level, the varieties, the elevation grown, we've even said Arabica versus Robusta and all kinds of stuff. And so it it really is hard because it's an agricultural product to actually um, predict how much caffeine is in a given amount of coffee, Um, but they they can ballpark it. Um, but that's really about it. So to me, I, I kind of ballpark it as like 10 grams, uh, we'll say 10 to 12 grams of coffee might equal a hundred milligrams of caffeine, but there, there's a big range there. So, you know, don't take that as like the Bible, um, on caffeine and coffee, but I wish that we had something like a refractometer. For those that don't know, a refractometer can measure a cup of coffee and tell you how strong it is, like a percentage of actual dissolved solids floating around in your water. Um, I wish that that we had that for caffeine because it is something that might be affecting the flavor of our coffee, and we don't even realize that that's a variable. Um, But drinking coffee for the way that it tastes has worked out great for me. Right. Yep. Yep. So anyway, so coffee does not like drink to drink and uh, different roast to roast or origin to origin does not necessarily have the same amount of caffeine in it. Okay. Number four for today. You can't, you can't make coffee as good at home as they can at a coffee shop. Man, Uh, as someone who makes kind of bad coffee at home. <laughs> I, feel, I feel this one like quite a bit because I'm a coffee professional. Yeah. Uh, but it is, it is wild. Like, and you know, maybe there's other things that are going into the experience of being in a cafe and tasting it because the reason why a lot of people go to a cafe, sometimes it, it has nothing to do with how the coffee tastes. Um, they like going there. Mm-hmm. And if you like going there, because the people that are there, the environment that they present, and the coffee tastes good, all of that makes the coffee taste better. You know, the entire sensory experience is right. better. So maybe you just need to be drinking your coffee with a friend, listening to a 
lush vibes playlists or uh, lo-fi beats to study to like every cafe listens to now. Right. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it, you can do it. Yeah. You so I think you can, uh, to me, the way that I think about it is like the coffee bean has no idea where it is. And so if you're yeah. just looking at, can I extract the coffee properly and just yeah. as good as somebody at a coffee shop. I think you can. Now, the caveat, I would say, is what you said is part of that experience is going to be the the ambiance or the surrounding. Yeah. Um, and that, that is different. Um, but as far as the cup itself, um, I, w- I would say you can make yeah. just as good of a cup at home. There's, there's some really easy ways, like a clever, um, just a straight-up pour-over. Uh, Kalita Wave is a really easy one to start off with for that. I think at home, um, Aeropress. Aeropress is my number one. I feel like for people, yeah, um, because it's there's easy. so because you can change so many different variables with an Aeropress, right? That it's, it's easy to to kind of play with. Um, but the the main thing I feel like is water. I bring water home yeah. from Tinker to brew with at home, so I know kind of because you know there a lot of these cafes are investing in water that. Um, a is going to make their coffee taste good. B isn't going to like tear apart their machines with right. scale or something right. like that. But um, if you, if you are brewing with tap water, it's probably going to be hard to make that coffee sing like they do at your local cafe. Right. Which sure. is another very good point because part of having that perfect balance of the electrolytes in the water is it helps with the extraction. Right. So, yeah, so, like, what people could do um, at home is you could get, if you don't have access to water from, you know, behind the bar at Tinker Coffee, then you could get a gallon of distilled or spring water. So, basically, it's got nothing in it, and you could add, uh, we've talked about it before, a little third-wave water packet. looks like a little crystal light packet. You just add it to that gallon jug, and you just have that as your water that you use yeah. Yeah. for your and coffee. You, I, one of my favorite things to do is, is have people taste like distilled water and then taste the water because people don't, a lot of times you can't, they don't feel like they notice differences in water, especially it's tasteless. Right. Right. But when you do those two things together, you notice what it does to the mouthfeel. You know, you notice like you can actually feel like I'm, I know like third wave water, has a different feel like it has a different texture if you like get it on your hands um so it's definitely going to change your cup and we have so many if there are local listeners to indianapolis and they want third wave water packets i got some in my back pocket that i can give you at any time anytime it's one of those things that like if people are like man you know i i've been through this many bags of coffee but i'm just not getting it to taste right it's like yo take some third wave water and it's gonna blow your mind yeah, and so, like, if you're at a Colts game, like, you know, some people might throw, like, cups when there's a touchdown. You just throw third-wave water packets. Oh, come on. Who wants yeah. it? I have a third-wave water cannon, and I'm just <laughs> out of the cannon. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. Number five, the and you actually alluded to this in our last episode, the fresher the coffee, the better. I mean, those are, those are value. That's a value statement uh, across the board, but... Um, if you ever 
if you say you just got done drinking a bag of coffee from your local coffee roaster and you're like, wow, that was so good. It's been two weeks since you got it. I'm going to go get it and I'm going to brew it. And immediately it's like, this doesn't taste anything like right. what it did taste like. You just got to give it a little time. You know, we have people that come in that like grab bags off the back of the shelf uh, you know, because they think that like, it's like, like milk. Yeah. Like, well, I'm going to get, I'm going to get the one that's the, the freshest yeah. possible. And, um, it's, it's like the, within the first few days, it's going to change quite a bit, but then that, again, if you're buying good coffee, it's roasted well, that the shelf life of that coffee, you know, if I get down to the bottom of a sample bag that I brought home and I start a new coffee, there's usually at least a dose or two left in that sample bag and it'll get pushed to the back until I'm out of coffee. Right. And then I reach back there and, and all of a sudden it's like, I haven't had this coffee in four months, Yeah, you know, we roasted it in May or something like that. And I can't believe it just blew my mind with how good it was. Yeah. Yeah. So what I would say is, um, don't do one owners out there. Don't, don't like try to get or think that you're going to get the best taste out of like, let's say even the first three, if not five days after the roast, because it's almost like it has to, um, I don't know, chill out, degas, air out something. Um, it softens it. And and, and it's like we, we, because you know, we cup or taste on different days after roast, you can tell, you can tell, you know, day to day that there's some turning point and all of a sudden it gets great. Um, it's like it has to rest for a little while. But then after you get past that, I really would argue, and I, I think you would argue too, that, you know, it can be really good three, four months. So like, so don't freak out about it. And and we're talking about whole bean. We're not talking about ground. Right. Yeah. So, Okay. Number six, espresso is a type of coffee bean. Man, this is one that we get all the time when people come in. They're looking for, I need a, I need an espresso roast coffee. Or something. <laughs> Usually that's what people say is like an espresso roast. Yeah. Um, or like, you know, I'm looking for an, like a coffee for espresso. And, um, and I'm always, you know, you can use any coffee on espresso. It's just, what are you looking for? You yeah. Know? Um, and it's the flavor profile that like I grew up with my mom drinking espresso roast, yeah. which meant that it tasted so strong that you wanted to spit it out. Yeah. I feel like is what it means to most people. Right. Uh, but really it's not, I mean, it's the strength of the coffee, whether you're brewing a cup or espresso, it's going to change quite a bit, but espresso is the method. You can use any coffee as long as you're grinding it super fine, compressing that puck and, Adding some pressure, yeah. Um, that's your espresso. Yeah. So I, I, another way to say it, as as far as like, of course you wouldn't say this is uh, this is an aeropress roast, or this is a drip roast, or right. this is a um, French press roast. Um, right. the, like you can use that coffee on any modality, you know, yeah. to get the job done to get you your cup of coffee. Um, so don't. And the flip side is also true. Don't shy away from getting a coffee that says espresso blend, you know, thinking, okay, well, I only have a pour over at home or drip at home. 
And so that's not the coffee that I need. Um, So that's not the case, you know, so, so just one-on-oneers out there, just have an awareness of that. Yeah. Okay. Number seven today, decaf is full of chemicals. Well, it's not full of chemicals. (laughs) (laughs) Not full. I I know, like, I I really only have experience with really great decafs working in specialty coffee, I feel like. So I can't speak to this too much, but I know that, like, Swiss water process, it's not a chemical-laden process. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, Swiss water, mountain water process, if you – let me back up a second and say this. The companies like Tinker and, like, Umble, um, some of the others out there – if they have a decaf, they're probably going to say somewhere that it is Swiss water um, or something like that. And so if you see any anything that divulges, you know, this is the type of process for the decaf, then that's probably the that's probably one that's got minimal chemicals and one that, you know, they're proud of. Right. Yep. Um, and, and there are some processes that use chemicals. Now, we'll say... And again, you could go back and listen to our couple of episodes on decaf, and and we'll put a link to those two episodes in the show notes. But even some of the ones that use chemicals, the residual amount of chemicals that are left in there, uh, don't don't even come anywhere close to what would be a hazardous um, level. But if you're looking for just a purest, you know, whatever. When it comes to decaf, then I would recommend like Swiss water or mountain water right. process. Which, if you look into the process, they explain it in like a really great video. Right. But it still sounds like magic. The yeah. way they're like, yeah, we just soak it with water and it pulls it, all the good stuff out. But then we put the good stuff back in to <laughs> keep the caffeine. It's like, that's yeah. magic. You kind of skipped a couple <laughs> steps there. Yeah. But yeah. 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 It's a little like cartoon, if I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, number eight today, light roast coffees cause more stomach issues than dark roast coffees. I've always, I I guess I haven't heard this one, but I have noticed that dark roast coffees upset my stomach more than than lighter roast coffees. But maybe that's because I'm drinking lighter roast coffees quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, but, But yeah, there's something about dark roast that, gives me a gurgle belly sometimes. So, all right, so here's what I'd say about this, because a lot of people are going to ask um, about, they're going to say that, you know, they have an upset stomach or they have a whatever um, sensitive stomach or I'll, they'll say all kinds of things, but it's all related low to acid. People ask for like low acid coffees a lot. Right. I feel. So right. does this kind of fall in that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So low acid, when they're asking that, they're saying that, they have GI issues, basically, um, right. and they're looking for something that minimizes that. Um, and so a couple of things. One is, in simplicity, find out what works for you. So for Dylan, you know, a, a darker roast you know, might make his stomach gurgle a little bit, but he's, his stomach is like, hey, let's go when it comes to light yeah. roast. Um, technically... Uh, and this is something that I learned um, looking all this stuff up is the, um, and this is key, is the amount of acid in the coffee is not the problem. 
Right. That is not the problem. The problem is how does your stomach then react as far as how much stomach acid does it make right. to try to start to, you know, break down and absorb the coffee. And as it turns out, they've done some studies and found out that um, you'll produce less stomach acid and thus have less GI issues across the board with darker roast. So usually it's the lighter roast that are going to produce a little more stomach acid. And this is just generalizations. Everybody's different. And so if somebody says they're looking for a, quote, less acidic or one that, you know, doesn't cause their stomach to be upset, you may want to start them on a darker um, roast and see what they what they think. Is that just like your your body has to break down the light yep. roast more so it produces more stomach acid? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so yeah, so it's it's not the it's not the cuz they're going to ask how much acid does or I want I want the the lower acid uh right. coffee or less right. acidic coffee. Um that's not the issue. It's right. it's how does your body react and it turns out that um, in general, on lighter roast, more stomach acid is produced, and on darker roast, less stomach acid is produced. Yeah. I wonder how many of those people are also drinking a bucket of coffee, and maybe a bucket is too much. Right. Yes, and that's very, <laughs> and that's very true too. So they're yeah. So they're coming to you for their like seventh cup, and it's only nine thirty yeah. in the morning. Right. So yes. Yeah. I think your stomach's upset because you just drank a bucket of coffee. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, number nine on today in part two of the season finale of season one of Coffee 101. Coffee stunts your growth. I I think this was just something that they told kids so that they would stop drinking coffee because it made them dance like the goats. <laughs> on their hind legs. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it's an urban legend. Um, I read some different areas where said it was a um just a marketing ploy at one point way back in the day for an argument for like decaf um mm-hmm. so they would say like regular you know coffee would stunt your growth or your children's growth or whatever yeah. um so putting some decaf you know another interesting thing is we talked about this in the health episodes is some historically would argue that part of this quote stunting your growth as you get older might be that it leads to osteoporosis, which is where your bones are less dense. And so that's why your grandma like is two inches shorter than she was 15 years ago. Um, But that is not the case. Coffee tends to keep your bones just as strong, if not maybe a little stronger than what they have been. So there's, there's no evidence, um, as far as that goes, as far as the, you know, it, it making you have osteoporosis, it would actually be the opposite. It would probably help. Huh. So, I wonder if that's a, that's a marketing ploy from the tea companies. Probably. You got to follow the money. That's what I tell my yeah. kids. Guys, follow the money. You'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. And let's get to our last one for today. Coffee, All right. coffee ruins your teeth. Um, it's probably all the candy that's that's done it for me. I don't think it's the the coffee necessarily, right? But uh, but yeah, I know it can. You know, you can definitely get some discoloration, but it's nothing that 
Yeah. A cleaning can't help with. Yeah, exactly. So it will stain your teeth, and, you know, that's where a dentist comes in. Um, You know, things you can do to prevent if you just feel froggy about, you know, not staining your teeth as bad is if it's not too hot, um, you could use a straw um, so that you basically bypass a lot of those front teeth. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, just let the dentist clean them and just drink your coffee. Um, But it's probably kind of what you alluded to is – as far as cavities and things like that, um, it's probably all the sugars, including some of the stuff we do put in coffee, but that's probably not a major part of it on sure. the day uh, that we put into our mouth um, that then lead to, you know, teeth not being as healthy. Yeah. Yeah. The sugar is definitely, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I do think Coca-Cola is probably bad for your teeth. Yeah. Um, but coffee, if you're drinking your coffee black, I don't think you got anything to worry about. Yep. I think you're right. Okay. So that brings us, Dylan, to not just the end of this episode, but the end of a season. And what a season. Yeah. What a season. Um, So if anybody hasn't, go back and learn everything you can from Coffee's journey from seed to shelf and then um, look soon for the trailer and the jumping right into season two which will be coffee 101 talking about shelf to sip and i think we'll probably start some of that out with talking about the coffee shop itself and kind of dabbling in that part of things um but then we'll actually go through all the stuff that that at least in reviews and on dms we get through humble coffee on Instagram, um, you know, brewing questions and, you know, that, that kind of stuff, because that's really, that's where the rubber meets the road as far as where we, you know, and even you see a lot of interest in, um, what people actually want to know. I mean, they appreciate the stuff, you know, the story before, but they want to know what they can do. So, but I mean, once, once you have season two, then that's kind of what helps you, understand a little bit more about brewing and then because all of this information is kind of a library of right of resources then you go back and listen to listen to season one and and yeah. uh get all the information that now that you've built the passion for brewing yeah. you can get a little bit more info in there for sure and so um dylan we know you work at tinker coffee uh tinkercoffee.com and y'all are based out of indianapolis and you said you've been there for six years and the company's yep. been around for about eight. And um, tell us a little bit more about uh, your journey. I know we talked about it a little bit um, on the last episode. So um, I'll, I have a, an elevator pitch version of, of my history of coffee. Okay, go I, ahead. I met um, a barista who um, is now – one of my best friends of all time. We call him uncle Ross in our house. Um, he, I met him playing disc golf and he was talking about coffee and he was so passionate about it. I was like, I like your passion. I don't know anything about coffee, but I want to learn about it. And we would spend nights making Chemexes in his apartment and tasting chocolate. And so for me, the journey started with this tastes different. Right. Um, and 
So I started serving Tinker Coffee. He introduced me to Steve and Jeff, the owners of Tinker. Um, I started serving Tinker Coffee at the restaurant that I ran with my wife. Mm -hmm. And um, every time I went to pick up coffee, I would say, take me with you. Yeah, you know, like I I really like the vibe that you guys put out. The coffee is really exciting. Um, take me with you. And we decided to close the restaurant. And like the next day, they hit me up and said, "Hey, we need someone part time." Um, jokes on them. I yeah. knew it wasn't going to be part time. <laughs> yeah, that was just they were just testing you. They wanted to yeah. if, if you didn't quote work out, they wanted to be like, yeah. "Ah, you're just part time." Yeah, well, they never sent me home and um, they kind of let me, they gave me the resources to learn and um, people were looking to me as an expert working at a coffee company with no experience, really. People were just asking me coffee questions all the time and I got to learn quite a bit early on and um, I would also go to latte art throwdowns all the time. Yeah. And if you've never been to a latte art throwdown and you're not a barista, I encourage you to go. They're fun. Make friends. It's really fun. Sign up and throw down. Even if you've never poured a latte before, you will remember that experience forever. Yeah. And as much of like, I don't, latte art throwdowns are still really fun for me to go to because I have all those memories of the first ones that I went to. Um, but anyway, over the years, um, I've done everything from, you know, production, bagging coffee, deliveries, events, all of that stuff to, and my title's always been the same, director of accounts. Yes. Um, but now my role is definitely more of helping all of our clients, our partners be successful in whatever the way that means. And that includes like showing people in the, you know, just consumers, how to brew coffee and, and do tastings and that kind of thing. So just trying to enhance the experience of anybody who's drinking our coffee, whether it's a, a cafe or, you know, just a, a consumer. So it, and that is like a dream job. Let me tell yeah. you, it's, uh, it's really great. I'm given a lot of, uh, resources and a lot of, uh, runway to kind of, um, do what brings me passion, which is, hanging out with people and bringing more people into tinker and, and just spending time together. Yeah. For sure. Well, that's awesome. Um, and I would say that you are an asset to the coffee community and we're Thank glad you. you're here. And, uh, that's Dylan Morse with tinker coffee. Enjoyed it, brother. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So that's it. We've come to the end of season one. That's crazy. It is. How many episodes are in season one? 42, I think. Wow. Yeah. So we technically didn't do a year, you know, so it wasn't 52, but that was the right place to stop. And then we'll look forward to season two where we talk about all the, actually how you make it. Like one of the things we talked about today with Dylan was, can you make a good, just as good a cup of coffee at home as you can get in a shop? And you absolutely right. can. Absolutely. And we'll get into that more in season two as far as a better understanding of fancy stuff like extraction. Mm-hmm. And we'll use big words like I'm refractometer. Excited. I want to learn how to make shaken espresso. Shaken espresso. Mm-hmm. Well, you may you may lead that episode and, and you'll have to teach me how to do yeah. it. Yeah, I'll research. And um, we talked about on this episode, that all coffee does not have the same amount of caffeine. Mm-hmm. 
and that can depend on the elevation, the density, the yeah, variety, all kinds of stuff. Um, so it's not exact, but mm-hmm. ballpark, uh, like we've said earlier, a cup of coffee is, we'll say, 100 milligrams of caffeine. Yeah. So it can vary a lot, but that. 100. Yeah, 100 milligrams. And I you can have up to like 400. 64. No, but it can vary. It can vary from. It can vary wildly, actually. Okay. But that's a good ballpark number. It makes it kind of a clean number to think about. Um, and that is accurate. And espresso is not a type of coffee bean. I knew that. Even though you know some why? people market it that way. Wow. Because at one of the coffee shops here, they sell um, like chocolate-covered espresso beans. Uh-huh. And I've always been so confused because I was like, why are there espresso beans? Yeah. And not just coffee beans. beans. Yes. And so you know, but most people would not know until now because they have listened to all of so go ahead. season one. Give yourself a pat on the back. Go ahead. Give yourself a pat on the back. Your coffee game just, just leveled up. Just leveled up. <laughs> yes. Yes, it did. All right, 101ers. That is it. That is it for season one, and uh, I think that you listening deserve a round of applause. And a hug. So there you go. So there is your at least round of applause, and we want you back listening with us on season Season two. two. Listen to season two. I'll be back. And I'll be back. Unless I get fired. You're not going to get fired. You're 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 like the reason for the show. I'm like the the, the reason. I'm the oh, information. Oh, I'm yeah, the information dispenser, okay. and you're like I'm the, the I'm we call you. the flair. You're I'm, the one er I'm you guys. I don't know anything. Yeah, you're the one er out there. Not that one ers don't know anything, but you're the one er that it's you know hey, fun to you know real time talk us. to. Maybe you do. You talking about me, or are you talking about them? They them. know more. They might know more. They probably do if know more. If you do. We'll interview you. Yes, we will. So hit us up on... Uh, Contact us, please. Humble Coffee's Instagram. And uh, as always, we will charge you with two things. Hit us up for a review. If you haven't done already, we'd love to hear from you. And tell a friend. You don't even have to tell three friends. We just want you to tell one a friend. A singular person. Yeah. Review and tell us how we did. What you want us to change for season two. And how we do things. Yeah. Just let us know. Yeah, tell us stuff like that. But also input. tell us uh, if there are things you want in that shelf to sip to season know. that you want to know. And yeah. we already have some ideas from uh, either reviews that people have left or DMs that they have sent to Humble Coffee. Right. As if you to want to know something, want. let us know. And that's it. We will that's see it. y'all or you will listen to us, I guess, in season well, two. How would you say that? I really don't know. That's why we'll, I just kind of said it ambiguously. We'll, we'll reach you. We'll reach you in season two. Love y'all. See you next time on Coffee 101.